Hello and welcome to the X-Files Revisited. I'm your host, Graham Davidson, and with me as always is Brian Lomax. Join us as we systematically work our way through the full X-Files franchise. In each episode, we will tackle a single episode of the X-Files. So join along, watch with us as we discuss each and every detail on the X-Files Revisited. Hello and welcome back to the X-Files Revisited. We are now on to episode 15, Kiddish. Kaddish? Uh, Kaddish, yeah. Something Kaddish. like that. Kaddish! Kaddish! <clears throat> exactly. Uh, what's the legacy like for this episode, Brian? I, I don't really feel like this is one that people talk about all that much. Uh, it doesn't... It's not an episode that has any long-standing kind of impact on the show as a whole it is uh you know a, an x-file of the week kind of episode mm. where if, if you took it out of the season you wouldn't notice in that respect um but you know sometimes that they, they are the best uh, but whether this is sometimes remains to be seen so yeah uh where do you think this ranks in imdb's ranking of 217 episodes well i will go 179 ah, optimistic it is actually 199 wow so it's, it's right up there yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah, it's not, it's not, it's, you know, got, going off that score, it's not thought of particularly highly. Um, yeah, I'm, but, so yeah. That, that's, that, that's surprising. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'll say up front, this isn't, you know, it's, it's, it's not the best episode ever made. It's not in the, it shouldn't be in the upper echelons, but this yeah. far down the list, Really? It's not as bad as El Mundogira for you. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> hey, that'll uh, keep Yay. going back, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So we open up on a funeral of a Jewish man who was murdered in a store robbery, followed mm. by a mud man being brought to life at the graveside. So... Yeah. yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's Thoughts? like one of those like, intrigue. Yeah, eventually, it's like one of those meandering starts where it's like it's going into the the funeral, and you're like, okay, and the flashbacks to the robbery happen. It's a little bit more interesting. Something's interesting going on, and then we get the mud monster, uh, and you're like, cool, Gollum, got it, um, but. <laughs> Which is one of these things I think um, has changed since it came out because probably when this came out, that was maybe a little known myth or legend. But nowadays, there's been so many different movies and TV shows. It just, you're like, yeah, I know where it is. Okay. Right. Fair enough. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly beats Mulder standing there reading poetry. Um, <laughs> uh, it certainly beats a black man turning into a white man in a airplane bathroom. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's yeah, definitely been worse openings, certainly less intriguing openings. It's, it's so, not, not the bad, Brian. It's not, it's not a bad opening. I just mm-hmm. feel like it, because the 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 legend and the myth of the golem is 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 as well known as it is it kind of takes the mystery out of it because i'm just assuming that it is exactly what it's pretending to be a mud monster right. out for vengeance yeah yeah I, I, like i think you know just to to feed into what you were saying when i first saw this i didn't really know about the golem myth mythology uh so yeah but uh I mean, I mean, it is a Jewish myth, isn't it? So mm-hmm. yeah. it, it is a spe- specifically a Jewish myth. So that that's yeah. something I find interesting. Um, that, that's quite interesting for me, actually, is that, you know, that, that there is a Jewish kind of mythology of some kind of beastie that can be brought to life. But yeah. So one of the men who killed um, Isaac who is who is the man who was killed in the store robbery uh, was mm. found dead he'd been watching the security tape of his crime fingerprints on the body belonged to isaac um yeah like it's not enough you got to kill this guy but you take the security footage so you can keep watching it for kicks yeah. uh mm. which which happens yeah unfortunately um but but what i what i love about this um is the way it leads into this almost persecution because um jewish man's been murdered in his shop the the attackers have gotten away um, and it's only when the attackers are killed that the fbi is called in because now they have to investigate Yeah, I I would say I think this does a better job of kind of examining that conceit than the likes of, say, Teleco, which really heavy handedly kind of uh, that's what that episode was about. Um, Mm. and, And because it was about that, they told you about that at every possible opportunity to the way it just became so heavy handed. It was like, yes we get it whereas here it's just like it, it's a it's just it's just a fact of life that hey mm-hmm. jewish community like the only reason you're here is because the people who attacked us got killed and then we move yeah. on and it's just like yeah i feel like it's a bit better explored there as oh. a result but 100 percent. so Mulder and scully go to isaac's wife ariel Uh, Is it Oriel or Ariel? I can't remember how you pronounce it. But uh, her dad seems pent up. Yeah. (laughs) Her dad seems a bit pent up, but she lets them inside, um, much to his chagrin, I feel. Uh, But they tell Oriel they would like to exhume Isaac's body already, like literally like a day after the funeral. Uh, (laughs) Her dad goes off on one. (laughs) doesn't believe in American justice for the hate they always receive, uh, such as a nice AIDS pamphlet 
which talks about the joys of how AIDS is spread <laughs> primarily through Jews. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Which um, instantly I'm, I'm puts totally you on this team. guy's side. Yeah, I'm on side with the family and, and with uh, yes. uh, Jacob and with Ariel because, I mean, they've literally turned up a day or two later and we're like, just to rule out that nobody's messed with the body, we need to dig it back up again. <laughs> no, hell yeah. no, of course not. But... Um, and it's it's like normally Mulder and Scully are quite tactful, but even here they're very forceful. You know, like even, you know, sign it don't sign it we'll just get a court order and do it anyway you know it's it's unlike this pairing to do something like that but they do well particularly scully i think it in this instance it's scully who's a bit more heavy-handed and that's mm -hmm. what i like i find i find scully is like this when the two of them kind of come into a situation and you have a a guy like um like John Lee Roche, who, you know, in Paper Hearts clearly was messing with Mulder. And that's when that's when Scully goes into take no crap mode and gets yeah. in the face. Whereas usually she's quite understanding. And in this instance, it's uh, Scully who's almost in their face saying, Yeah, we can do this with or without your consent. But it's Mulder who's actually trying to show the benefit of the doubt. It's Mulder who's pointing to the pamphlet and saying, "It's not exactly, uh, it's not exactly fair, is it?" It's, uh, mm. So uh, yeah, it's a bit of a, it, a bit of a turnaround. It's all for the, as well because um, Scully's the one that has the the city re uh, religious beliefs all the way through the season. You know, we always mm. see her struggling with her faith and things like that. And these are people who have. Um, their faith and their beliefs and she's instantly just like nope we'll do it anyway yeah yeah it's it, it is an odd moment yeah just a little bit more tact in that instance would have been more in keeping with their characters previously i think but um Mulder argues that their distrust and anger is probably justified and that whoever published the pamphlet probably knows who killed Isaac and the boy. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, so they, they go to speak to the racist asshole who printed the pamphlet. He claims not to know the boys from the video after spewing out loads of xenophobic garbage. Derek, one of the boys, watches then leaves so yeah yeah this, this, this guy this is such a douchebag <laughs> <laughs> he's just such an idea look you just and it's it's a great performance oh. because um you can tell just by looking at him that he's he's went well behind these pamphlets he's just pompous um and then as the 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 scene goes on the crazy just comes out and becomes even more apparent and you're just like oh he's yeah. going to get it at some point yeah the scary thing is, is i've talked to guys like this I've, I've i've talked i've talked to these guys where when you start the conversation they say a few things that maybe maybe uh sound reasonable or coming from a place of and, and then like the more they talk you suddenly realize that there, there are fruit fruits a few fruits short of a basket and it's just yeah. like yeah it's just 
racism at the at its worst where they just they'll do anything to try and justify their racist kind of outlook on life but this yeah this guy's clearly a nut job um so Derek and Clinton the the two remaining boys from the from the robbery they dig up Isaac's grave and then Clinton is killed by someone when he goes to the car for some tools um yeah like i kind of like this scene because it's it's very monster of the week um you know the stalking the hiding behind the gravestone the creeping up and killing him what i don't understand is why he doesn't kill the defensive guy in the grave (laughs) (laughs) yeah while he's got the chance he's taken out the one who's actually got a chance of fighting back uh, mm. And then now that there's just some dude in a pit that like literally can't get out, you could just stand there throwing shovels at him and goodness knows what. Uh, but no, I'll, I'll I'll take this guy out and then I'll go home for a brew, yeah. presumably. <laughs> just uh, yeah. baffling. Mm. But uh, I, I I can only assume it's because he wants to instill fear into him. Mm. And uh, yeah, but I don't know. Mulder and Scully are at the scene. Scully suggests retaliatory dis- desecration, uh, but Mulder says that uh, f- fear of dead man walking. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so so Mulder Mulder suggests that they're afraid that this man they supposedly killed. Is actually still alive, which is why they've dug up the, the body. Uh, of course, he's right. Mm. Uh, so he finds a book that bursts into flame. He pulls this little book out from under the uh, the, the body of Isaac, um, and uh, yeah, it, it bursts into flames. So it's it's a really cool effect. It looks cool, but I mm. just I, yeah yeah. That kind of is what it is. It feels a little bit um, almost supernatural. You, you know, you can't, like, you very rarely, you have, you've always got something that can be explained in a reasonable ma- manner for Scully. This just is a, a book that's just yeah. burst into flames. Yeah, I mean, I, I expected Scully to come out with some BS theory about how once yeah. Mulder exposed it to the to the air, something about carbon kind of made it ignite and it went up because she usually has something up her sleeve like that. But um, yeah, yeah. So excuse me, been a long day. <laughs> Derek goes to Pamphlet Man for his money. Pamphlet Man does not approve of the killing. So after all his big talk, all his uh, spewing out of racist attitudes, he it turns out he's just a man of words. He he wants to he wants to take down the Jewish people with his words. Yeah, uh, he's not really I, interested in in physical violence. No, it's like I, I mean, he's spewing all this hate, and then he's a little bit standoffish when it comes to um, the killing. And then later on, we see him with a huge Nazi flag <laughs> just in his basement or whatever. <laughs> and you're like, just yeah. pick your point and stick to it. Don't, don't <laughs> go over the place here. My goodness. Yeah, I could totally Nazi. see that guy. Like... 
Yeah. yeah. So if you're going to be a Nazi, at least be a Nazi. Okay. So Mother and Scully go to an expert who identifies the book as the book of creation. He says it's never buried with the dead. It doesn't spontaneously combust. And Scully has a theory about that. (laughs) (laughs) Which, as I said, so uh, Jacob Weiss's name is inscribed inside the book. uh, And this is uh, Ariel's father, basically. Mm -hmm. So Ariel's father's book is, is, yeah, is the one that was ignited into flame that they found so oh could her dad be behind it so this guy brian this this expert like he kind of comes out of nowhere and seems to be sitting in a library just um, <laughs> and I, I i like him like i did like him and i just like the setting but it just seemed odd just, i'm, I'm assuming this... that's some kind of I, i'm assuming it's some kind of like jewish temple of you know where they yeah where all the jewish experts hang out and and scribes and whatnot it's just it's just it feels like they've walked into like a jewish place of worship or whatever and went that one (laughs) he's reading let's get him (laughs) choose your own expert (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay so they go to see ariel oriel she tells them that um, she tells them she and Isaac did not get to finalize their marriage with a wedding. So they they, mm. they were actually I don't know how a Jewish wedding works. Whether you do half of it and then you have to do something else to finalize it, but um, yeah. Uh, so, but then but then she she takes them into another room and she tells them a story of a ring that her father yeah. gave her. He kept it for 50 years until his daughter's marriage, never even sharing it to his own wife uh, because it's made in his home village that was wiped out by the Nazis. So this, so basically his, his, his father or or grandfather had made this ring um, back in the home village. It was like a really special, it it looked weird uh, because it's like, it's like a ring and then it's got a big cathedral on it. Uh, now, but, this yeah. is the thing. This, uh, he... this thing looks unwieldy and ridiculous, but <laughs> the whole sequence about him keeping it safe from the Nazis just took me back to the Watch episode of Pulp Fiction. And I'm looking at the size of oh, that yeah. ring and I'm thinking about the Watch story. And just... The shape, the shape. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I'm just thinking of this guy for 50 years keeping it somewhere. And it's so, it's so weird. Up my ass. Nooks and, and I'm like, you're never getting that clean. There's no way that you're going to sanitize that in any way. There's too many little pieces for it to be. And I know it's like a heartfelt yeah. moment, but that's what's going on in my mind while I'm watching this. I, I I liked the story. That that isn't what popped into my head at the time. <laughs> to be honest, what what popped into my head is like when she started telling the story about this ring, and then I was mm. kind of sat there wondering why we were looking at this model of a house. 
And it's not until later on in the episode when she puts it on when I realize, oh, that that is the ring. It's a ring yeah. with the cathedral on. So, yeah. Um, so I, that, I wish they like had the... cut to Jacob talking to her going, I had to keep this uncomfortable ring in my ass for 12 <laughs> goddamn years. As a girl. She's anyway, like a little girl kind of looking <laughs> up at him. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm giving it to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, that didn't cross my mind. I was caught up in the heartfelt story of, of one man's village being massacred by the Nazis, but. There you go. Uh, so we go to synagogue prayer time where Jacob is kind of, you know, doing prayers. Mulder and Scully rock up and Jacob kind of spots them and does a bit of a vanishing act. So yeah. they they go upstairs to look for him where they find Derek, the the last of the, uh, the robbers. Yeah, he's uh, just hanging, hanging around from one of the rafters. Yeah, just hanging about. You know, doing nothing, chilling, chilling in a killing like Jack Frost. Yeah. Uh, and then Mulder gets knocked over. Now this bit, this bit, I laughed my ass off because Mulder gets knocked over and loses his gun. Scully gets knocked over and keeps hold of her gun, using it to stop the attacker from running which is pretty much about right as far as mm. these two go. I love it. Yeah. And I, I'm positive they did that on purpose. Absolutely. Positive. Absolutely. I'm sure the yeah. writers said this is a perfect opportunity to have Mulder losing his gun, getting taken down, and Scully getting taken down, but keeping hold of the gun, showing yet again that she is the most competent of the two. <laughs> Absolutely. But... I will tell you what, what I laughed hardest at in this episode. And it, it, it I'll just jump to it a little bit because it comes in the next scene. And it's the moment where Mulder says, um, there must have been someone else there because Jacob isn't big enough and strong enough to knock me down. Yeah. <laughs> I almost yeah, I, wet myself. I just yeah, was like... I did. I I've, seen, I, I've literally seen Mulder being slapped unconscious early on like in the series like <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my goodness yeah I'd, I'd made a note of that quote as well i just i thought i thought it was funny funny as anything was, it's yeah. like seriously Mulder. like yeah <laughs> i've seen kids take you down so yeah. <laughs> ariel speaks to scully refuses to believe her father is guilty and wants to speak to mm. him Mulder questions Jacob, who claims to have killed Derek in self-defense, but Mulder calls him a liar. Yeah. Um, Scully. Yeah, yeah that's funny. <laughs> it's just this, 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 yes, me, handcuff me, take me away. Mulder's like, not that easy. It's not going to be that easy. Uh, uh, just, uh, <clears throat> I think Mulder's pride was slightly hurt. So he's, he, He's got to. He's got to tell himself he was taken down by somebody bigger yeah. and, uh, and younger. <laughs> <laughs> Scully tells Mulder that Jacob beca uh, became a terrorist after the war, so she's done a yeah. bit of digging, found some information. Uh, he was responsible for a lot of bombings. Mulder yes. doesn't believe that he's the killer. 
Mm-hmm. It was someone big enough and strong enough to knock me down. <laughs> whatever, dude. Whatever. Yeah. Worst Gully had just turned around and said, right, we need an APB for a small girl with a lollipop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> she could have at least leaned in and just gone Mulder that could have been anybody <laughs> like, <laughs> come on okay so uh, the Nazi printer everybody's favourite Nazi printer yes. is then killed <laughs> uh, so <laughs> printing printing tomorrow's pamphlets uh, the good spreading yeah. the good news of Jewish AIDS uh, when he's killed uh, Mulder goes back to the book expert and asks him to explain the golem myth yeah. that is contained within the book. Um, where, yeah, it, so he, he he looks at the, this word emet, which is to yes. do with like the golem thing, uh, which when you split the word up, it means two words, which is truth and kill. Uh, which is this kind of idea of bringing the golem to life with the truth mm. in order to get it to kill. Uh, something along those lines, anyway. Uh, Scully rings to tell Mulder about the death of the Nazi printer, Kurt. Uh, which is, yeah, Kurt. Who cares? Who'd have thought his name would have been Kurt? <laughs> so, um, yeah, the printer shop security footage shows that Isaac Gloria is the killer. Dun, dun, yeah. dun. Even though, yeah, they they dug up his corpse and found him there. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, but, he's still running around killing them. W- weren't you surprised when it showed you the CCTV and you could clearly see Isaac? There was no like hazy lines yeah. or yeah. blurred images no, uh, right across his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no Leonard just, Betts effect where it's like. Yeah, I was just I was ah. waiting on something. I was like, oh, cool, it's actually th- him. Just interesting. So Mulder explains his golem theory to Scully. Says Mm. it was created not out of hate, but out of love. Mm. So Mm. they go to Ariel's hat. Oh, I wonder who it could be. (laughs) (laughs) They go to Ariel's house, but she's not there. She's at the synagogue in her wedding dress, of all things, <laughs> which is where her father finds her, just mm. hanging out in her wedding dress. But she tells him about the phone call after he tells her that what she's created is an abomination. And then there's a noise, and he goes to check. So, yeah. Oh, hang on. I just pulled my headphone wire out. Uh, but, yeah. So, as as if as if you didn't know by now, it's pretty much spelled out. Yeah, that she is the one, of course, that brought the golem to life. Now, do you think she knew that it would go on a killing spree and kill these guys, or do you think she was just trying to get her husband back? Yeah, I think she was trying to get her husband back. I don't think it was a look. The father even says it like you brought him back out of an act of love, not hate. You know, she was. I think she just well, wanted. Well, yeah, I mean that was. Yeah, I, I think that was that's, Mulder, I, wasn't it? Who said that? Yeah. Um, was it? No, I. I think the father says that to her. Mm, I don't. Know. I don't know. Um, yeah, right. e- either I way, thought, I don't I think Mulder said it to Scully. 
Yeah, I, I don't think she doesn't seem to have any animosity to the the people that really killed her her future husband. Like she doesn't seem to be overly like revenge fueled. You know, I, I think she says at one point, "Oh, they're so young or something." When she sees an image of one of them, the person that's died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she doesn't. Like, yeah. I, I think she's yeah. trying to get her husband back. Right. Yeah. Not 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 fully understanding the goal and myth and the fact that yeah. we'll go on it. Yeah, that it'll take vengeance. Um yeah. I mean I like she she never at any point like comes out with any kind of hateful speech no. towards them. You don't get the the stereotypical I wanted blood, they took everything yeah. from me. Those bastards. Yeah, so yeah. I I I, I think it's probably just she wanted her husband back and didn't realise the effects of doing it this way. So Mulder and Scully arrive. They find Jacob hanging and cut him down. Mulder goes to find Ariel. He's attacked by the golem after unloading his gun on it. Ariel stops it, says some words, scrubs out the last part of Emmett, and then Isaac fades away in a really cool special yep. effect, it's got to be said. Like for considering this is mid nineties, it look it looks really good. Mm -hmm. I saw something last week. What did I watch last week that had a similar kind of effect, but it didn't even look as good. And I was just like, wow, that that looks good for the mid nineties. They really put some effort in there. Um, mm. So Isaac fades away. Scully comes, helps Mulder up, sees Ariel praying over a mudman, saying goodbye. Mm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want me to jump into a wrap-up for this one? or Yeah, Yeah, go on. Um, this is one of those episodes where it does nothing spectacular and it does nothing to make it a bad episode. It's completely mm -hmm. average across the board. You know, there's nothing wrong with the story. Mm -hmm. I just find it a little bit uninteresting. Uh, the performances are fine. The, the sequences together are pretty fun, like the grave sequence or the kind of in the shadows of the attic at the end. It's, it's all fine. That's the best thing you can say. It's fine. And that's just, it's like a really forgettable episode. You know, if there was like a really terrible performance or story aspect, that may stick in my mind. But I've got a feeling this is going to be one of those episodes that I will completely forget within a week or two. Um, and, and it's yeah. not because it does anything bad it's just not great and mm. because it's yeah. right down the middle i i gave it two and a half out of five. Oh wow okay i thought you were at least gonna go for a three uh but yeah i mean like i will admit i i, I liked this one more than i was expecting to i think last mm. episode i said that i couldn't really remember a right lot about this other than it was, it was about some kind of Jewish mythology and I couldn't quite remember exactly what. But um, but I, I enjoyed the story. I liked um, some of the... Like the Nazi guy, he's he's really annoying. He's a, he's a mm -hmm. terrible character, like as, a, as in a terrible person, but mm -hmm. gets a reaction out of it. I, I like the stuff with... Mulder kind of like seeing things from the Jewish family side and 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 
yeah i just i just it's a story that kind of brought attention to the myth of the golem for me personally i know you you've seen other stuff with it in um <coughs> it, it it was good like you say not not anything that's like wow beyond the sea level or like that's it did so many things that were great it wasn't one of them where it could have some bad stuff but because it did these three things so top tier that it lifted itself out. it's just it was just good straight mm. down the line um and i'm gonna i did actually say 3.5 for it um because yeah I, I i think uh if it had put a few things in there that made it a bit more like really memorable like maybe maybe an actual monster mm. like a mud like a proper golem yeah. monster then that might that might have raised it a bit so it became more memorable like you know, you think of an episode like the host with the flukeman, yeah. where that that flukeman is such a memorable monster. Like that particular episode for me, I've always found to be quite dark, dank. Not not one I particularly want to go back to so yeah. much, but it's got such a memorable monster of the week in it that it kind of raises it. I think, and I think this one could have been the same if if they've played up that golem aspect to the point where yeah, let's. Let's actually create a monster here mm. rather than just have it be the man again. Um, then I think that would have raised it to a four. But yeah, I, it was all right. I give it a 3.5. I enjoyed it more than I was expecting to. Good. Okay, so tell me a little bit about episode 16, Unrequited. So this one's about a um, former army guy who has developed the ability to stay out of people's vision peripheral vision or something he, he's, he's able to hide within the peripheries of people's vision right uh, and it makes him a good hit it makes him a good hit man so because he's he's got a list of people that he's he's gonna knock off and uh yeah it's it's i i i think it's not one of my favorites um but again i think it's going to be a similar similar feelings that we had to this one in that mm. it's not a bad episode but it's not a particular standout either um so yeah uh, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. Mm. okay thank you for listening to our podcast or watching on youtube if that's your medium of choice we appreciate your patronage and we will see you next week for number 16, Unrequited. Thanks for watching. You've been listening to The X-Files Revisited. Please join us next time when we dissect another episode of this classic series. If you like what you've been listening to, please don't forget to click subscribe and also leave a rating and a review. It really does help us to get seen. If you'd like to hear or see more from Graham, please visit Man V Film on YouTube. Likewise, if you'd like to hear or see more from Brian, then please head over to Brian Lomax Movie Talk, also on YouTube. All that's left for us to do is to thank you for listening. And until next time, trust no one.